Okay, here we go. Today we have another guest on our COVID-19 check-in podcast, and we have a very special guest, a math teacher, a philosopher, a thinker. We have here Mr. Heathfield. How are you doing, Mr. Heathfield? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for coming on to speak with us today. Not a problem. So how have you been uh, coping with uh, COVID-19 so far? Uh, fairly nicely. Uh, in terms of the how pandemics uh, you would see in the media go, this is pretty luxurious. Uh, we get to enjoy our house. There's no concern about food shortages or anything like that. And get to sleep in, work at your own pacing. I don't know. It's, so, uh, it's been all right. so a dream come true? So a dream come true for you. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that, but overall it's been it's been fine. Uh yes, it could be worse. I think that's what you mean, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It could easily be a lot worse. Yeah, for sure. So what's a typical day like for you then? Like what's the main difference? Uh the biggest difference, I don't have to wake up at five in the morning to get to school. So and then driving two to two and a half hours a day to get to school. So that's all cut out. So I can wake up at a nice time. I, uh, I check in on my classes and usually I mark uh, or like give feedback on their work from the previous day. So that sucks up a couple of hours. And then I write um, some, I'm writing a textbook for the grade nine classes. So that absorbs another part portion of the day. And, Whenever you get kind of tired, you just do stupid things like watching YouTube videos of random things. And when when the will moves you, you go back to working. So it's kind of a on and off working thing or going out for walks and things like that as well. Right. So you have like a few things that are your go to's and then you kind of ebb and flow f- through it, sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. There's no force time parameters which is like what usual days are like so yeah those days are interesting because it's depends on your energy too right certain days you have more energy to do certain things and other days you have less and you just kind of go by your own self feel almost right yeah yeah you're really just kind of following your nature for the most part like there is you know i set up a a rhythm with my classes so i have to kind of follow through with those but it's a pretty open-ended like open rhythm like it's it's not like okay we're meeting from this time to this time and you have to do these things at by then and and all this kind of stuff so it's it's, in that sense it's actually nice so like a list-based uh kind of day instead of a time-based that's interesting yeah i would say yeah it's a fair way of expressing it so if you're driving two and a half hours to work each way or just no one way i'm i live out in hamilton so usually on a typical day it's about an hour each direction but then depending on the time of year or if there's accidents or whatever it could go up to uh, an hour and a half to two hours in any particular direction yeah i don't think you missed that at all do you <laughs> that's not, that doesn't sound fun well it's if it's a regular day and there's not a lot of uh, chaos going on which is usually the case i actually enjoy that part 
because I, I just put on music and listen to music and it's kind of an in-between of family life and work life. It's just like a, a good time to be alone. Um, and then you get home and you're kind of recharged to, to do whatever it is at home. But I am not a morning person, so waking up at five in the morning is a killer uh, as the year progresses. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I, I'm not a morning person either. I'm a night owl. I do my best work at night. So is it tough not having the, that ability to be alone these days? Because like, you have kids and they're there all the time now, right? They are, but my, my kids are older, so they're, they pretty much are self-guided. And they do their own thing. And uh, my wife is the same. We, we kind of do our own thing a lot. And then we, we do things together at different times. So there's space within the house to do, to have your, your own time and then engage with people when, when the heart moves you, so to speak. So. That's good. That's good. My, yeah, my, I'm kind of looking forward to that. My kid's a little younger, but... I know I'll miss it when uh, when they get older too. You know, like, do, do you miss it when, when they're a little bit needy, like when they need you? Yes. Yeah. I I still try to, uh, you know, smother them with love and all that, but they're much more, <laughs> they're much more resistant to that. Uh, <laughs> How old are they? How old are your kids right now? 14 and one's turning 18 like this week. So, oh, or, sorry, 15 tough. and 18. That's, yeah, that's, that's like, you are the dumbest person <laughs> to them right now. You are. No, they're actually that, pretty good. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, Dad. You are so uncool. Like, that's like that's like all our students. That's the age of our students, right? I always tell them, yeah. hey, you know what? Like before you were born, like your parents were cool. Did you know that? Like they, <laughs> they knew they knew about music. They knew about pop culture and technology and how to work things. But then they, you know, got busy with like keeping you alive, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. the age. That's, yeah, there's, there's, uh, I guess, um, parenting changes, right? It's just, it's not harder or easier. I think the, it's different. The way, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. different. Yeah. Every stage is good. Like when they're super young, it's, it's kind of like you're seeing a new life grow and they're experiencing everything brand new and they're very authentic. Like they just, they just are who they are. And then, as they get a little older, like, you know, five, five to seven, they're, they're very playful and you can actually talk a little bit. And then they, they get to do more interesting things as they're, uh, you know, kind of preteen. And then when they're teenagers, they're, I don't know, they, they start, they start becoming who they are. So it's kind of interesting to watch. And they're, I don't know, they, they, they can do very sophisticated things. There's actually a back and forth conversation. So it's enjoyable. Yes, I enjoy doing that or, you know, observing that with our students as well, how they learn to be their own person, right? They're discovering themselves. Sometimes from year to year, they look totally different. I'm sure you have experience with that with your students through your years of teaching, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, when you, oh, you're trying, you're trying this this year. I see them, you know, in September or whatever. Oh, this yeah. is what you're trying this year. All right, I'll, I'll see if it fits you. That's interesting. Or, and then the year after, they're totally different. So that's, yeah. I love that. I, I love that uh, opportunity for the students to explore. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've told my, my boys, especially with high school. Just, just experiment and see what you're, you're all about, what you enjoy and what you're good at and just work with it. 
it's a good time for that. There's no other real demand of them. So, yeah. So before we were uh, recording, we were talking about you know introverts versus extro- extroverts during uh, this pandemic. I think they are experiencing this uh, pandemic in very different ways. Uh, what do you think? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Uh, one one metaphor I, I've come across that I thought was was really apt was that introverts uh, can be thought of as being energized by being alone. So they kind of recharge when they're in their alone time and extroverts are energized by being with others. So our society is actually oriented a lot more toward extroverts. And so I think this situation would be more difficult for them. Uh, but whereas with introverts where I'm, I'm, I would classify myself as one to some degree. It's uh, it's actually pretty energizing to to be in this circumstance because you can engage with people um, when you, when you're ready to, and you can disengage and recharge at will instead of being kind of uh, preordained certain times to engage, and then that kind of drains is draining. Yes, you have an excuse not to go out now. No, 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 I can't. I can't be out. I can't. Uh, I can't go. I can't. <laughs> oh, I can't go to that party. No, I can't. Uh, with quarantine, you know. Yeah, yeah. That that built-in excuse is 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 uh, is great now. There's no. Oh, it's a nice day outside. You you got to go outside. No, no, I can't go outside. <laughs> I know it's a nice day, but uh, it's not a great time to go to the park right now. You know. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, it's it's sometimes we forget that. You know, we're we're a pie chart of of many things, right? I think you were mentioning earlier. It's like a spectrum of yeah. extroverted and introverted, right? Most things, uh, I think, we're realizing as a society, you're you're not like one thing or the other. It's just you kind of have tendencies. So, um, if you tend to introversion, then this this quarantine situation is probably not the worst thing, especially because our basic necessities are largely met. Uh, by the way things are structured and then if you're extroverted it's probably pretty tough because they they're really missing that that interaction so they're probably getting down a little more than not sometimes i you know at school i try to force myself to be extroverted like even when there are days that i don't feel it and it's it's an interesting exercise just to go and you know visit other departments and and sit with them and chat with them um, I get a different experience just because I know about that introvertedness about myself. Yeah. That, you know, I want to work alone. But other days where it's like, hey, you know what? I think we, I, I'll need some, you know, like a change of scenery. I, I find myself afterwards being a little more energized and, and be more efficient with my work too. That's, it's interesting to me. Yeah, I actually would have pegged you as more of an extrovert, like having my interactions with you, but I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like. Do you know? Like, I, 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 I would guess people think that I'm an extrovert, but I'm not. I don't know if if we are defining it by whether or not we like to go out or stay in. I'm a definitely, I'm I'm a definitely staying in person. You know, I have a lot of uh, inertia to overcome just to go, go to a party or whatever. I mean, once I'm there, I'm I'm fine. You just gotta get me there. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. See, for me, if I'm at a party, I almost have like a an expiry time. And once that hits, I actually just want to go into a uh, an isolated room and almost fall asleep 
Like it just it really drains. <laughs> <laughs> so getting to getting to something is not an issue. It's just uh, how much time before my energy wears out. That's uh, that. so we need to combine to be a person to what be one person because <laughs> yeah. you can get there no problem. I can't get there. Once I'm there, I'm good. Once you're there, you're no good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I think we have two pieces of the same puzzle here. Yeah, for party goers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, as uh, as we uh, wind up here, uh, one question I want to ask is, you know, once COVID nineteen is over, what are you most looking forward to? I'm guessing uh, you might you still get tired of being home all the time, right? I'm not tired of being home, so I could do this indefinitely. Um, what I do look forward to is seeing how society adjusts afterward, and what I mean by that is. We, we're getting a real opportunity to see what works effectively uh, being remote and what is ineffective. So, you know, perhaps there could be restructurings for more uh, work at home when it's when it's actually more effective to do so and less need to, to commute and tax the environment that way. Uh, perhaps you have you know, there's less of a need to have urban centers the way it's structured, because if you can work remotely uh, with a lot of more thinking type jobs or office type work, you don't necessarily need to live in the hub of everything. And so um, I'm hoping that, you know, some good comes out of this. I, I hope that the nurses are now recognized as a valuable uh, sort, you know, source of our economy or of our society and, and are properly compensated for the work that they do. Uh, they've been kind of battered in the last 30 years or so uh, continually. Their working conditions are not ideal. So I'd like to see if, if things improve on that way or, if, or I'm also curious to see if everyone just forgets within three weeks because, you know, the next thing will come up. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> There's a lot to be uh, to be seen. I think during uh, times of crisis, adversity reveals character. It's one of my favorite phrases to use. Yeah, and you can see that in society. What's truly important? I think you and I are the same mind in terms of. I would like to raise the basement rather yeah. than the ceiling, right? Like. That we don't need an unlimited ceiling because those are the people that actually need our help. Not just like nurses, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, who are, the, who are people that are actually having to work now, right? Being isolated like you and I right now, working from home is actually a pretty big privilege. We've, we're actually pretty lucky. Yeah, exactly. How many, you know, grocery clerk workers, people who work in uh, the health, not just nurses, right? Everybody in the healthcare industry. Yeah manufacturing industry and the logistics industry like we take them for granted but if, boy if they were not running uh we would not be enjoying this at all it would be it would be a, apocalyptic i would say because we wouldn't be eating we'd start who knows what would happen like <laughs> yeah and and we we see fights over toilet paper right you see you want to see like fights over yeah. toilet paper just wait till you, like people fight over like <laughs> actual food you know, like, yeah. yeah, we've been actually pretty lucky. I think we're, I'm very thankful that uh, this pandemic is not um, affecting me 
directly too much. Of course, I worry and I feel bad for um, others who are affected by this. And I think if you look at the yeah. world numbers, Canada is actually doing a pretty good job of, you know, nothing is actually something in this case, right? It's weird to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, admittedly obsessed with all the stats uh, globally and, of course, with our neighbors to the south, just kind of comparing approaches to these things. And I, I think overall, uh, regardless of p- political persuasion, Canada has done a fairly effective job at not overwhelming the system. I don't think people are overly destitute right now. We're propping up those that are. Whenever it comes up, they seem to address it in a fairly timely manner. So I've been, for the first time in a while, fairly impressed with our our government and society in general. It's nice to see. It's it's up hopeful, I guess. Yes. On that hopeful note, let's uh, hope that we continue to stay well. Uh, it's been very nice speaking with you. So thank you very much for coming on, Mr. Heathfield. Yep. Anytime. All right, and definitely we'll try this again when we uh, explore a little bit more into uh, your teaching history, hopefully. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. All right, have a good day. Stay healthy.